Hey mamas. Hey mamas. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Jess. I'm Erica. Mama's Code. So I wanted to ask you a question, you know, when we think about all these things, I start wandering off and think about my childhood traumas. Do you think, well, were you allowed to sleep over when you were young? Absolutely not. Do you feel like you missed out? No. I mean, at the time, I probably did. And I remember always being annoyed at my parents for not letting me. Um, and, you know, I'd always be like, oh, can I stay? And my dad's response was always, do you not have a bed at home? Like, why do you need to go sleep uncomfortable in someone else's house? And, um, yeah, like, I, I kind of always would always be like, but everyone's going. And my dad would look at my mom and be like, so I and I'll be like no but that's not the point like I mean like my friends like when you went to the um, parties exactly they'll <laughs> use the same principle um and but yeah like I think maybe back then but I mean I wouldn't say that it traumatized me or that you know I'm a different person because of it um if anything now that I'm a grown-up and I'm a mum I can appreciate and understand why they didn't allow me to stay over. Were you allowed to stay so you, over? So you appreciated that you weren't able to? Yeah. Like you're okay with it. You're at peace. There's no trauma there. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. I, I would say the same thing. I was, it was, it was it literally those words. Do you not have your own bed? Why do you need to go stay there? And it's like, well, that's not the point. It's not that I'd have a bed or don't have a bed. It's the whole point of I'm the only one that's not going to be there at the sleepover with my friends. And like, you know, you always have like in the film, especially like American, well, most films are American, but you see like the girls or the guys doing the little tents and forts of their beds and their cushions. And they're like, let's have um, like sleepovers and, and it just like it looks like they fantasize about it a lot in the films and it's always yeah we've got a sleepover like slumber party so I always felt like I was missing out I probably was at the time but I, I feel like when you don't have it I guess you don't know what you're missing is that is that's how it how that goes yeah. um, and again I feel like for the same like you know now that I've got my own child I just think oh this is why they didn't let me sleep over it makes sense it's like the little puzzle comes together and you realize how much anxiety your prep problems your parents went through at the same time I completely agree and I think you know as a parent we're charged with like protecting our children um you know, whatever that, that may be um, and may look like because, you know, different people might think, like, I mean, I'm, I don't want to say that people that do allow sleepovers are not protecting their children. Um, it's just difficult to find a balance between letting them explore or develop and keeping them safe because I know if it was down to me, I would never let them leave the house like when they're old because you know I always especially like with like get like London um funnily enough yesterday we were watching Afterlife Ollie and I and you know is it's Tambury right the town that they they live in yeah mm -hmm. yeah so Ollie asked me and he was like when when do you think you'd be ready to move to a town like that and I was like now I would happily go and live in a town now and he's like what really and I'm like yeah like, but that, that's really like for old people and I'm like but I prefer my peace of mind knowing that and I know that I'm I am probably naive in saying this because I'm sure like in small towns there's also crime but I think as a mum of boys living in London and living in the area that I live in it just terrifies me that my boys are gonna have to get on a bus you know like, there's just so many steps that I don't think I will ever be ready to make. Like, you know, we spoke about um, when would I allow Joel to go to school by himself? And I was like, hmm, maybe in like year nine. And Ollie was like, what? 
like but you're going to cause him trauma like that's what like the he... end of secondary school <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and, it, and and I get it I can understand because it's kind of the thing where you know is that then me showing him that I don't trust him because how you know like and, and I try to see it in like my point of view and I'm like but he's eventually going to understand but we were all teenagers once and we were all kids and we know that I, I will know that Joel's going to think, oh, my mom's so intense. Like, she just doesn't let me live. Like, you know, like, they just think that they have Pass everything you under their, out in their little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't want to be that parent. But I also, I don't know, it's just really difficult. Like, I, I, I think it's just, it's really hard. Because, again, I'm, I'm there to protect you. And if, if I don't think a sleepover let's change the narrative right what age would you allow leo to go to a sleepover um probably when he's um it's his wedding night and <laughs> <laughs> i'll be like okay yeah you can go hon i think your wife needs you, <laughs> you need to seal your marriage um do you know what i think so obviously like mm, we have actually spent two nights away from him now and even yesterday he stayed at his grandma's for the first time ever and like how old is the kid and you know it's people that you know are going to look after your child it's not like they did you know they raised us well they I feel like our parents are very um, understanding of how we like to raise our kids and what the way we go around them but I kid you know, I was sleeping like with one eye open and one eye shut. And it's like, I couldn't sleep. I was just thinking. Do you hear them, right? I was just thinking, is it morning time? Like, is it time to get him? And like, it's just not that I know he's not, like I know he's somewhere safe and he's going to be well looked after. But I feel like, and it's something I've always said about this is that I feel like people will will always underestimate your child because they don't really know how crazy your child is or how clever your child is or how sneaky your child is you just kind of think oh no like of course they'll eat and they'll behave and that's it but where you know your child and their temperaments and know what their actions really are you think someone might not have that attention to detail and that's what we think however I feel like when it's you're looking after a child that is not yours you're probably bound to look after them even more in depth because you're thinking this is not my child I need to give back this child you know as they gave me them as they left the child yeah, like with without me. traumas yeah without anything um so but I mean again that that's just his grandma of course we're gonna let him sleep at his grandma's but with friends I don't know I you know I go I go in this debate of like is 16 an age an appropriate age I wouldn't let him go now or in primary school I just wouldn't feel comfortable with that Mm. but then at 16 15 you kind of think well they know more so they they know how to cover their tracks a bit more but then, oh, it's just really hard because it all depends what kind of child your child is. And I think it depends who they want to stay over and how deep you know the family. Do you think that makes a difference? I don't know. I just, it's, it's, it's a tricky one because, you know, how many cases have we not seen that the own dad molests the child? And it's like, this is a dad you know, you would never, ever assume that this will happen, you know. So, and I think, you know, when it's like school friends, I, I always feel like we put a front. So where one thing, you know, like when we're like outside of school, like, hey, how are you? But do you, would you really fully know the person or the family? Like, unless you guys like become like BFFs and you guys are visiting each other you're not really gonna know the ins and outs of that family if if I'm making sense you know so that kind of it wouldn't give me peace of mind because I will I mean I don't trust anyone with my child to be honest like and I'm not saying that in a way that I I I know it sounds harsh 
but I just feel like I, I'm I'm a psychopath so I always like even with my parents I'm not and mainly my mum my mum's very like she's like tough love you know um and she's a firm believer that you know the way she raised me was right and I turned out okay so she's very firm with the kids but not as firm as she was with me obviously because we all know what she did to me (laughs) um but I mean like with Caden Caden's Caden oh my gosh where do I start with Caden that thing is that underestimating the child yeah no she doesn't even underestimate him she knows how he is but she doesn't have the patience with him so at times I'm like oh mom but like you know like and she's like no no and I'm like but even that kind of like sends me off like oh I'm just gonna go get him because clearly and I know that my child can be a bit much and then again I start thinking like you know I'm I'm always big on this you know like they're my children just because I want to go out it doesn't mean that you know my mum's my nanny because she should you know she raised her children she doesn't need to raise her grandchildren um so so that kind of like hits home and I'm like well you know like my mum's not in an age where she has the same energy level as me so of course she might snap and if you know if I snap I can't imagine what what she'll go through um but yeah no I, I don't think um knowing the family makes it any easier because unless you have cameras in the house or you put like a microscopic camera on your child child. just so you can kind of see what's happening because actually let, let me read you this so I um I came across this um this story right I'm not going to read it to you because I, I don't know where I put it. But uh, basically, it's in America again. So this lady allows her 10-year-old child, daughter, right, to go and sleep over her little friend's house. Um, and, you know, the family have, like, really strict rules. You know, you don't bath with someone else. You don't do, like, you know, like, very specific. And, you know, at 10, you'd assume, okay, the girls, you know, you kind of know right from wrong, right, at 10. I, I would say yes yeah yeah um you know something a bit suspicious yeah yeah um and I know and, and like when you when you're like telling your child something you you should know that they fully understand you um you know when like there's rules in place and stuff so anyways this little girl's gone to her little friend's sleepover um and the little girl starts saying oh let's have a bath together so the other girl was like, mm, no, like that's one of my mom and my dad's rules. I'm not allowed to have a bath with anyone. And um, but the little girl's really like pushing and pushing and pushing. Um, so the little girl was like, okay, let me call my mum. But the mum didn't pick up. And so the other little girl's parents was like, oh, it's fine, like it's just a quick bath. So basically, she the little girl, so the I'm gonna call the little girl from the house, so the owner of the house. Amanda and I'm going to call the not little girl from the house Jimmy's little sister (laughs) Jimmy's little sister that's it (laughs) yes so basically Amanda was like oh my mum does this bath thing with me um and basically is that they go into cold water and then the mum with a boiling kettle comes and puts the water like boiling water into the bath and so like they kind of like see how the water temperature changes so she kind of like you know very persuasive convinced the little girl to get in the bath with her the mum's come and accidentally poured the hot kettle on the jimmy's little sister and so water yeah on the little on jimmy's little sister instead of these parents taking the little girl straight to the hospital they locked her in the basement and the dad wrapped her naked body around towels. Three hours later, so they called Jimmy's little sister's mum and told her, oh, she's got like a minor burn. You need to come and get her. Obviously, the mum's come and she's seeing that it's Three not a minor Three hours later. Burn. Three hours later, yes. Um, the little girl nearly lost her life and nearly lost her leg. 
And then they went through like a battle in court and stuff. And because Amanda's parents, um, so Amanda's mum's brother was like someone in like, he was like a political person. Um, they managed to win the court. And basically Jimmy's little sister's family had to pay all the lawyers that they had. Oh my God. I mean, I don't have the money to pay lawyers like for other people. And I'm, but this is I also nearly lost my child. My child exactly. almost lost her leg. And then you kept my child three hours away from me. Like, I don't know. Like when when someone gets burnt, you know, as a child, as, as a mum that has a child, the first thing you know is if you get burnt, you can't put anything like clothes wise because it's going to stick to the burn. How do these people wrap the little child in towels? It's not even that breathable material. It's like hard on towels. But it's almost like they were hiding it. Like, no, I, I can understand. Okay, it was a mistake. I, I give yeah. I give that to mm-hmm. her. It could be a mistake. Like, I mean, firstly, she shouldn't even pour hot water, like, like pour in water mm-hmm. whilst the child's inside the bath. Um, but secondly, if you do it, take her out and run to the hospital. Don't hide her in the basement and wait three hours. It's almost like they were, like, coming up with this tactical plan to then kind of, like, make it what I, I reckon between those three hours they must have called the lady's brother to kind of get you know like what best lawyers they have because they knew it was going to go in deep shit for them so just just shit like that I can't I wouldn't like you know me like if my son comes back home I'm gonna have to strip him naked firstly if if he was to ever go on a, I'll have to strip him naked and I'll ask like did they touch a bum? Did they do this? I, I, <laughs> and that's just me <laughs> because again, I'm a psycho. But but I just I don't know. Like I I just don't 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 trust people. Mama, I love you. I think what we can be sure of is that there isn't a world where there's no risk, but there's a world where we can minimize the risk that we're putting our children through. Um, so let's put the scenario. You let your son go to a sleepover. He's 10. Let's say he's 10. He wants to go to a sleepover to his best friends. You've had 10 years of friendship with this family. What are the 10 um, free questions you're asking them? Free five questions. What are your first questions to ask? What, to ask the family? Yeah. Like, you know, they say, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 I. Honestly, I, I don't know. I don't know what I would ask because I don't feel comfortable sending my child in the first place. Um, it's just, it's really, it's really hard. Because I would, maybe I'll be like, can I go and, can I go to your house and like view where he's going to sleep? But also that's going to be a bit freaky because I know if someone came to sleep over here and, and the mum requested to come and view with the child, I'm going to be like, this bitch is crazy. I know. And the thing is, okay, fair play. She, you know, she allows you to come and view her, the where he's going to sleep. But then the kids want to sleep in like the garden or they want to make a fort and just sleep on the, floor, the floor on the cushions. Yeah. And then he's going to come back and he's like, we slept on the floor. I'm going to be like, this bitch lied to me. She yeah. made my child. And I, I, my brain is now going to do like a madness. And it's just going to go, yep. She let him sleep on the floor. It's like, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's really hard because, I mean, I spoke to Ollie about this the other day when, when we had a discussion. Um, and he was like, but don't you think like, we're going to create like a sneaky child? Because, and I, I mean, I, I was like to him, no, because I wasn't a sneaky child. Like I, I didn't, I didn't do anything sneaky in terms of like my parents not letting me stay. And I was like, um, right now I feel like I turned out okay. Um, but I know there is a thin line because I do want, you know, my children to climb trees and ride their bikes with no hands and, you know, do, do the whole lot. I, I don't want to be a panicky mum. So yeah, taking risks and, you know, having fun is is a go-to um because I don't want to raise fearful children that live in a bubble I know I can't protect them all their life right um and I want them to to be cautious and be prepared but 
at the same time and it's it's almost like you know we're, we're learning with them because right now we might be we might be here sitting here and be like yeah we're never going to let them sleep but then it comes to a time where we're going to have to let them go right it's about I think it's the same principle in terms of like internet and allowing them like teaching them how to navigate the net teaching them how dangerous the internet is because I don't think their small mind at that precise moment will understand everything that we're thinking of like I'm not going to go and traumatize my child and be like you know Jimmy's dad's over there might rape you or might put his finger up your ass like it's things that I don't want to yeah because they're gonna they're not even thinking about these things it's their innocence that you're going my child he'll probably go to the house and be like you're gonna touch my mom yeah don't touch my bum please (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. because you know kids like they would just say Mm -hmm. anything and and then you'll have Jimmy's dad stare at me in the school line like or like he'll tell Jimmy that he can't be my child's friend because I'm a psycho um but yeah like I I really I just want to protect them from things that hurt them physically mentally and emotionally but I also know as a mom I have to equip my children with like the tools and skills for them to be able to protect themselves when I'm not around because I don't know I don't know I just know that a sleepover could literally be a make or break of a child because it could be in the safest house but something might go wrong well, I mean, like, we let know. me let, let me give you let me give you this example. Like, let's say, um, I'm not going to say Leo because I don't I, I don't want to put it. Let's say Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy um, goes to sleep at his grandma's. His grandma has a new boyfriend, right? This boyfriend's been in the family for however many years, so everyone knows him. Everyone knows. You know, he's Jimmy's grandma's boyfriend and he's the cool uncle and blah, blah, blah. What do you then do if you find out that this man has been molesting your child? But he's told. I will find (laughs) you and I will kill you. (laughs) Yeah, but but imagine like imagine it's like a year on because he's manipulated. We we, we, when we spoke to. Yeah. Was it Ryan? Yeah imagine like met like we I don't know how far these because this is the thing and you know we we've we've sussed this out that they they these these perpetrators don't attack in the first go they lure them in and it they, they're very tactical in how they get the child to trust them deeply and that's what I was gonna say so that for the most part it's people that are your closest family members know you, yeah because obviously mm-hmm. they have that access to emotionally connect with that child to make them believe like, oh, this is to, pers- to persuade them into whatever it is they want to do. Because, you know, if a stranger comes and asks, like you said, your child will be like, what the hell? No. But if it's someone that can, you know, rear their way in, it's going to be someone that's very close, which is why from all the people that we have spoken to that have been, you know, they've experienced child abuse, has always been someone that is within their family, which mm-hmm. is very sickening and, you know, very heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And even like, like, let's look, let's move away from like when they're in primary school and even like, say like secondary school. I still feel like, I feel like especially then we're in a really thin line in in making or breaking our children because yes we want to give them the freedom that you know they're not little babies anymore and they want to be you know these teenagers that they now are but again it could be like a make or break what if like yes you know this family and yes your child is his best friend and you don't want to you know be on bad terms with your child and you give him la confianza so you give him the trust to go and stay at these and you know and you've you've educated him in like what's wrong and what's right and then he goes there and he's exposed to like pornography or like say the mum because you know there are mums and like not you know normally we always assume these like pedophiles and stuff will always be males but like I know for like instance in novellas 
some mums kind of just move to the younger guys. Yeah. And it's kind of like, <laughs> the sugar mummy. Like, yeah, but <laughs> it's that like, um, or like, you know, just, I don't know, like drugs. Your child could be really good without it and stuff. And he could be introduced to whatever substance in a new house. And what if he becomes really like addicted to it? And I know it probably like the first time it won't, but what if like after the first time he's like, yeah, I'm going to go stay at, you know, Pablo's house. And, and he goes to Pablo's house and, and they keep smoking or they keep doing cocaine or heroin. And then you have like a crack addict in your house, someone that you take to church every Sunday. But, but again, it's that thing. We, we, we have no control over that. Like work experience, but life experience. Cause how will we know how independent they can be, how will we know that, you know, we're building their tr- our trust with them as well? Because that's one thing. So I don't, I don't know how it was for you, but for instance, I remember when I turned 18 and like my mom never used to let me go out anywhere, honestly. Like, and when she started letting me go out, if I wanted to go to a party or a club, she'll be like, you have to be home at midnight. You have to be home at one. If I was late by a minute, oh my God, shit, like hell would break loose. Hell was walking on earth side. And it was all, you know, she used to say to me, how can I trust you if you can't even respect my time in my, and it's like, now obviously I get it. And back then, I would, if I was late back home, it wasn't because I was just having fun and thought, oh my God, like whatever my mom could know. It was, it was genuinely like, I just would not make it on time. Like something happened on the way, but because I wouldn't give myself that extra 10 minutes, they say that perhaps I needed, which was going to take me to take the bus or whatever, you know, like once I ran all the way from Angel to Seven Sisters because there was so much traffic and I was petrified of getting home late to my mom. I ran from Angel to Seven Sisters and I was there three minutes late and my mom, she grounded me for like a whole week and said, you know, I'm not allowed this. I'm not allowed that. And I felt really upset because I, I made the most effort to like I got to Seven Sisters. I looked like a tomato of how much running I was gonna, I was trying to do. But she used to say to me, I'm, I'm, I want to trust you, but you're not giving me the opportunity to trust you and I would say but you're not giving me the opportunity to trust you because you're not let you're not letting me go to these places in order for me to show you that you can in fact trust me so it's and I get again I I believe that it's something that we shortly do start to realize in characteristics that our children will show us the personalities how vocal they are about the things because you know we're not there yet but we've Mm. been through it and we know people that have had teenagers that you know they go through that rebel stage and you know usually they just want to be in their rooms and they don't want to talk to us because they think they're too cool but then it's just breaking that barrier and that part of still trying to communicate with them and giving them that trust that you know we can still talk and you can still but but being patient with them because we know that they all go through these this wobble at those teen years yeah yeah and no, I think definitely trying to to put yourself in their shoes and that's why I said you know me kind of trying to explain to my child oh well, this is my my like my thought process wouldn't really get them to understand me because at the same time I was a child and I didn't really understand my parents logic on you know you have a bed stay in your bed um but yeah I don't know it's just it's weird like it's it's um it's a very tricky subject because like you said we're not there you know we could be chatting out of our ass here um I just think like it's just it's just so scary because I I don't understand well none of us really know at what pace we're kind of teaching children stuff and we may be more reserved with some things and or maybe more advanced in some others um and you know, sleepovers might um, might introduce children to like things that they may not be able to handle. Um, and it could be both ways, you know. It could be my child going to you know someone's house and being talking about like very open about something, you know, like let's say sex. Um, and then the people there thinking my child's a freak and my parenting 
is really bad because like why am I teaching my child about sex and stuff because you know there are really old school parents still that will kind of be along with like say like with my child um so it's 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 kind of like where I don't know like because they'll look at you sideways if they see that your child calls his willy a penis because in fact you know it is a penis but they'll probably think why are you teaching that word to your child and it's like yeah what's wrong with the word do you not think that it would be easier say for you to leave the boys at this age say either males or my house then when they're older like say 12 at Jimmy and Pablo's house so leaving my boys with you guys yeah as but but at this age like say Kay's age and Jojo's age as to when like there's a difference if you left them when they were actually yeah, 12 yeah. with Pablo and yeah you not think it because like I was just thinking about it just now and I thought if we had to leave for instance uh Leo at you guys or Mel's I know that you guys have a bedtime for the boys and mm. I know that you can control what happens in the house and what they need to do you know you would say okay have a snack we're gonna get have a bath brush your teeth and we're going to bed because I know that that's your daily routine at home you know Whereas when they're older, that you can't really control a child like that at a sleepover. No. So this no, is what becomes really I, difficult. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, you know that the kids are still very young. They're still under, you know, kind of that parental control. And, mm. you know, when I said to you, what questions would you ask? It's like, what are you going to have? For, what, what do you eat for dinner? Like, is my child actually going to go and starve? Mm. that's another thing that's another thing what if your child is not vocal and like I know like once I can't remember where it was I went to like some school event and it was the first time my my parents let me go and it was like this like I had to go stay there obviously at home you have like this structure of when you eat and you know you can snack around I remember being hungry all the time because obviously English people all they eat is like sandwiches like who the fuck wants a sandwich and it's not even like a toasty it's like a ham and cheese sandwich not even hat and not they didn't even hat that's a sandwich (laughs) like yeah like and I was just like nah come on like I remember we were doing some activities and my belly was rumbling and you know like I just think about my kids my kids eat so much so I can just imagine, like, I'd probably have to take them a shopping just for them. Um, and also, I have this vivid memory. Um, when when I first came to this country, my mum would leave me at my sister's uncle's house. And I remember my mum always used to, like, take me fruit. I remember you told us this story. Yeah, she would always used to take me fruit. Um, and she used to pay them to look after me, right? So it wasn't for free. Um, and then I remember that the lady, so the, um, my sister's uncle's wife, would, wouldn't allow me to sit on the sofas. So I would always have to sit on the floor. She wouldn't give me food. And she wouldn't give me the fruit that my mum would take. And I remember that I wouldn't say anything. I, I would just, like, be quiet. But then, you know, we'll go home really late at night. Um, and probably go to sleep hungry. Um, I was five and I remember it so much. And I remember once, like I kind of mentioned it to my mom and I, no, I didn't mention it, but I was just like, can I have some fruit now? Because I knew what I was going to walk into. I knew that the us that I picked in the shop weren't going to be given to me. So That's I wanted so to eat sad. before. But you know, as a kid, like you're just. You just think that's basic. just how it goes. No, and you know what it was? It was like um they had like a nice TV and you know like they were they were like proper like nice house and you know I think they even had like cable and they would allow because they had a child, I think she was like three years older than me. So she would watch talk, like cartoons and I would just be like, Oh, this is the best. Cause at that point I probably just had one to five channels. Uh so obviously that kind of took away the bad experience in my head obviously as a child you know that 
you know, you hit a child and you buy them a toy and then it's like the best thing ever. So I think that that kind of blurred out the fact that they kept humiliating me with food. And it was only one time that my mum kind of like started realizing like why is Erica eating like all the fruit like before she gets to the house like stuck it was almost like I was stuck myself (laughs) so I didn't have to be hungry or go to sleep hungry um and obviously and and I think as as, at a small age as well I I kind of didn't want to I kind of knew the struggles we were going through as a family so I didn't want to add more struggles to my mom and my dad I knew they were doing the best that they could so me kind of complaining and saying like at nine when we were on our way home mom I'm hungry like I'm starving like I I didn't want to put that burden on her um so yeah that one time like my mom kind of like just lingered around the house and heard the lady so the uncle was like oh are you going to give Erica frijoles and then she was like no yeah she literally said that and my mum knocked again and she just took me and never again let me and my mum had to leave the job and that's family remember yeah that is that's so and that's paying someone yeah, like you're not even asking them to for spend a favor, their no. grocery on your child. No, like you're no. bringing the money to. And so imagine weird. like back then how much my parents must have been earning, like the bare minimum, like literally scraping past. And on top of that, she'll take loads of fruit, not just for me, but she'll be like, oh, so you can all eat, but, you know, give Erica some. So it's not like they had to take away like even if they didn't give me the food that they were making but at least give me the fruit that my mum was buying me um but stuff like that like I can't imagine someone starving my child like that and then that's why here like my like Ollie always gets annoyed because the kids could eat a second ago and they asked me for another snack and I'm like okay let's go get a snack but it's that it's kind of like I carry that trauma with me that you know Imagine you don't my want them kids to go, go on. Yeah, like all mm-hmm. my kids go, you know, we've got food. Like, why is my mom being so stuffy yeah. with food? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Like two weeks know. ago when Jojo was saying, why are we poor? We're poor. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, yes, it's, it's really hard. Um, but I do think it's like a learning um, curve that we all have to go through. And well, I reckon when we get to that stage and you know when the kids like even like now Joel says oh can I have my friends come for like a play date and even then I'm like mm, I don't really want your friends to come around <laughs> but it's just because I, I I don't know like there's just so many people to cater for you know yeah and and it's like strangers kids I don't know like do you like, have any dietary climate? Yeah, yeah. Nuts and you blow up like a pool, <laughs> and then I'm seen as the bad pet. Because yeah. now there's just so much. There's like so many. I things. reckon. Yeah, like when you take a kid on, it's almost like okay, you need to send me the long list of things that they yeah. don't like because kids are so picky. You kind of have to know what they like, what they eat. because imagine you making like, like hot dogs, and you know, like let's say us, we're Colombians. How do we make our hot dogs? cheese crisps everything imagine serving that to an English kid and the English kid looking at you like why did they have crisps on my hot dog yeah yeah why am I crisps so little (laughs) (laughs) what yeah George's mom crunched up all my crisps and gave it to me on a sausage like what the (laughs) and then then they go back and they bully my child because I did that like but that's just the way we eat or I serve them frijoles and then like I don't want that yeah it's just I don't know it's just really difficult like trying to cater like I already have a lot to do with coming home from work and cooking for my kids yeah to then cooking for or maybe you know like you just get the easy way out and order a pizza but even then it's like I know they're kids and they're going to be like yeah we want more snacks for your parents to bring some food there well, you've ordered the pizza and you're and they're like we don't want pizza we don't like pizza so oh my god and then you're stuck there being the good mom thinking oh my god these kids are hungry but they don't want to eat anything i'm offering and then they're gonna go home and be hungry and it's not my fault it's their fault like it sounds like a you problem yeah. and also like aside of say you know of things that they eat or 
accidents in the house or whatever it's like you're also faced with behavioral problems as well because you know how kids are like they will come back either you know if they've pick up something that little Jimmy said or little Jimmy might be the one that will say to their mom shut up and then walk away and then your son now thinks that he can come and it's you know okay. act yeah. up with his big boy pants and do the same thing even though your child knows that if he was to ever think about saying that mm. he's gonna have a problem at home no but they do but they, they do get because cocky yeah even even <laughs> even um so on Friday um Joel's little girlfriend left the school right and we went for pizza with all the friends and stuff. Um, and some of the kids' parents gave them fizzy drinks, so like Coca-Cola and stuff. And Joe was always like, but mom, like, yeah, he's having one. And I'm like, I don't care. You're having juice. Yeah. And he's like, oh, but, you know, I think he's having one as well. I'm like, Joe, I do not care. The Pope could be having one and you're still not going to have one. And then one of the moms looked at me and she was like, it's just a little bit of fizz. It's Friday, you know, just let him have some. I felt like getting up and saying, sorry, AB, don't, don't butt in. But you know, like, I know yeah. she didn't mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's already making me look like a bad mom mm-hmm. because, you know, Joel's going to be like, oh, you know, it's just fucking Coca-Cola. Like, what is it going to do to me? It's the same principle with McDonald's. You know, I don't like giving my kids McDonald's. My dad decided to take, because I, and I know this is like, people might criticize me because I'm really harsh in the way that I scare my children out of things. I told Joel, basically, because we have to walk past a McDonald's every day to go to school. And I was like, and we, (laughs) we look at these people by the window and then Joel's like, mom, but you see, they're not dying. And I'm like, well, they're going to die very soon. Because I basically told them that if you eat McDonald's, McDonald's, you die. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) same with cigarettes and, and coca-cola and all of that um and then my dad gave him took him to the museum once and get bought him a happy meal and joel now holds it to me and says see i haven't died and i'm like well you can die soon mate <laughs> you're like thanks dad <laughs> but do you know what from from look how early on you come across the you know your friend if your friend tells you to jump off the roof are you going to go and jump off as well like from such a young age it's already and it's always and and the thing is the older they both get the more you're going to come across saying that over and over in your head like okay so Mm. she says jump are you going to say how high or like are you going to go even even games games I know Joel come back I remember the other day I took the uh, Joel park after school and one of the mums was like Erica do you know what roadblocks is and I was like, no. And then all the kids kind of heard and they were like, yeah, it's this thing. And blah, blah, blah. she was like, yeah, Aaliyah keeps coming home and saying that she wants to download it. But I just wanted to see if it was safe. And, and then Joel was walking with me back home and he was like, see, mom, Aaliyah's going to get it too. Everyone in school has it. And I was like, okay, congratulations. What do you want me to do about it? I'm not going to get you roadblocks. Um but it's this thing it's trying to keep up and I think it's the same with us like I know I sound like a hypocrite because you know when I remember where was it what was it house party remember when the lockdown when house party came on yeah (laughs) we all jumped on the bandwagon yeah house party yeah singing it was a new shit in town so we downloaded and then you know if another social media platform came up we would also jump into that so it's that thing it's the same principle that kind of kids use it's just a game for them they don't see no harm on it um I think just us as parents we kind of kind of like go deep into like the research and you know some people say oh it's really bad and you kind of just make your own judgment uh, to be honest, I don't know why I don't let him download Roblox. Um, I think I heard once that a man they talk was talking to, to Yeah, him. they talked to the kids. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So it freaked me out, so I was like, no. And Joel was like, oh, but I've got it downloaded on my auntie's phone. See? <laughs> I've got even control what's on my people's phone. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, I play it all the time when I go to Tia's house. Oh, and my I'm like, God. <laughs> How, how come I don't know this but it's that yeah that's it's a that, prime that. example Mom, sister, why would my sister what? be like yeah like all they say is like yeah can I play on your phone and I'm like yeah go on play on yeah. my phone I don't care what you do. Yeah. because they don't 
obviously like my sister went through that phase with her child but I don't think she kind of sees the harm in it yeah or she just assumes that he kind of knows what he's downloading yeah. or she might think oh well you know if he knows so much about it it's because he has it at home mm-hmm. but it's things yeah, that yeah, yeah. you might think oh you know like I'm sure Eric wouldn't mind um yeah, or yeah, this. yeah. Um, meanwhile it's you're the same right. with food a yeah about it <laughs> Yeah, well, I didn't really like, say anything to her or anything, but I was just like, but it's just, it, that's that's one of like the main things, you know. Like my children stay at my dad's house, and I know I last time I went for my dad's phone because I bought him a new phone, and then we were transferring everything. And the amount of games that Joel's downloaded on his phone, but he knows that with me he can't do that because once he bought a game on my phone on my on the iPad, I mean, it bad on me because I shouldn't have my card registered on his iPad. Um, but ever since then, he's always very cautious. And if he, if even if there's an update, he's really like, "Mom, can I press?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you can press." But um, I mean, now I'm trying to make it very like, I'm trying to make him understand that not every game is suitable, even if it's like, you know, has a horse on it and it looks jolly. I was like, yeah. you have to ask an adult mm-hmm. to look into it. But like, let's put it into perspective. My mom and my dad, they'll just probably be like, "Yeah, cómpralo." Because they don't, they don't yeah, look yeah, into yeah, it. They, they don't know yeah. about these games. You know, it's way past their, mm-hmm. their, their, their time, time stamp. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they don't understand it. And they're not going to go into like researching or sending it to me. They're just trying to keep the kids busy and do their own thing. So, I mean, that's where you, it's a thin line. Like you, anyone can really is. mess it up. Yeah, and, you know, we've said this so many times that it's not really about closing them off from everything because at the end of the day, we also need them to learn and see the experiences for themselves firsthand because otherwise they're never going to believe what we're saying. They're just going to be like, oh, my mom is so annoying. Oh, my dad did so. But if we don't allow them to have a little bit taste of, okay, you can do this under these boundaries and circumstances, and then we can we can kind of review from there, and because at the same time it's us building trust with them and vice versa, yeah. and also preparing them for whatever else is out there. Because I feel like everything everything that they live through at the moment has pros and cons, and for the most for the most part we always concentrate on the bad bits just because we panic about it, and you know it's our first kids, and of course we don't want them to because we have so much so many sources to our disposal that we just we just consume so much of these things and it's good because we're aware and we keep up to date with what what's happening what we need to look out for and growing with them but at the same Mm. time they do also need to experience some things and I feel like you know (laughs) I was gonna say you can kind of feel your gut and your instincts and kind of just see go at your pace as well as your child and I was gonna say follow your gut but then today I saw a meme that says the people say follow your gut but my gut can't even handle milk (laughs) so so why should I um but yeah I think it's all you know like you said it's all a learning curve for everyone and there isn't any harm in anything it's just we're just learning it's all trial and error and but I do think the more we communicate to our kids as to why we make certain decisions and make them a bit PG wise, mm. then we can kind of, you know, cross these bridges when we get to them. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely trial and error. And again, it's not depriving them because if we keep it from them, then they're not going to have the tools to deal with certain situations that's why we need to I think especially our generation we need to kind of be more open with our children and talk about the bad things that can happen like maybe not too explicitly like you know Jimmy's dad's gonna put his finger up your bum but kind of like make him understand that that is a possibility that can happen or maybe not like that (laughs) but just be like you know you're not allowed like really emphasize no one can touch you. touch Mm -hmm. you and if anyone touches you you know make sure you call and like that's another thing like when they go on a sleepover you're gonna have to give them a phone and at Mm. 10 are you really gonna give your child a phone Mm. so it's kind of like yeah um, there's a lot of and and no and the thing is also we're at we're living this moment right now 13th of february 2022 tomorrow things will change exactly next year things will change life is just 
going so quick like and like technology the internet everything is just going at really fast pace so what we think is now will probably be when we when our kids reach that age it'll probably yeah be it'll be completely different different and yeah when your child hits 10 you're you might actually feel the need to give your child a phone even child if it's a phone the, yeah even if it's the one that has snake but at least you know you can contact your child if he does no, that absolutely to a sleepover. absolutely and it will make you feel at peace that okay i was able to speak to him he can have a communi- communication with yeah. me if he needed to call me yeah it might not be the you know a smartphone or this and that because but I think he I think this is the thing like I think children will have to need a smartphone yeah if that makes sense yeah yeah yeah. you need to be they you just need to reach them through whatsapp through every kind of source that Mm. I can reach them through um I don't know and I just want to point out, like, you know, it's not it's not that we think people that have phones at age seven is bad or like go sleep. It's just obviously we're just sharing with you the way our anxiety and our brain works. And obviously Erica's psychopath in her head. <laughs> yeah, it's not me. Yeah. It's Patricia. Um, so obviously we just wanted to share our, our views and how we feel about the situation. And we are aware that we can't always shut down every single door and you know we know that we do have to be a bit more open and educate ourselves and our children so we just thought it would be a healthy discussion about it let us know what you think what you've done have you know how was it the first time your child went on a sleepover or you know yes definitely share with us and you know tell us why or what you asked when they went through their first sleepover and And how you you handled it yeah I'd probably like camp outside the person's house (laughs) (laughs) honestly I would I just know myself too much you probably tell Ollie like let's wait in the car (laughs) (laughs) stay cat let's just sit in the car and we'll sleep literally and Ollie's like Erica let's just go home what no our child's in some stranger's house but you said yes and you'll send him home in an Uber and you stay in the car even though you don't drive. <laughs> you oh, just yeah, stay literally. There. Um, but yeah, no, thank you so much for listening. Um, I think that is all. Did you want to have, say anything else? No, that's that's it. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, yes. Happy Valentine's Day. Get your free con. <laughs> or not. Remember, if you have sex, you're going to have a November baby. The voice of the experience. That was the last videos, yeah. <laughs> Mama's Code out. Mwah. Mama's Code.